This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. From the After 9 Podcast Studios, this is After 9 with Scott and Kat. Hey now! Hello, friends. Oh, that was loud. Sorry, my mic was loud because someone else was in our studio recording something. Hi, everybody. Welcome to another episode of After 9. Lots to get to in this edition, so let's get to it. First off, did you know you could get a thing to conceal your license plate? Yes. Yes, but I didn't know it was so accessible. I've heard of it before, but I had no idea that I could literally just go on my phone right now and buy it. Here's the story. A driver has been charged after Halton police discovered a device on their vehicle that conceals the license plate. Halton police say an officer spotted a black Porsche Panamera 4S in Milton that appeared to be driving without a license plate on Sunday night. The officer later realized the driver was using a license plate concealing device. Police say the device allows the driver to cover up their plate by pressing a button in the driver's seat. So we talked about that today on our radio Hmm. show in the morning. (laughs) I had no idea that virtually everybody else knew about this except for me. We're a couple of dummies, apparently, because everybody, like you said, knew. I I looked and I glanced quickly. I'm like, let me just glance online here. And I saw the tinted things and make it really, really dark. And and then I noticed toward the bottom, oh, there's a couple contraptions there that, that will tilt the plate so that cameras can't see it. And I think that's the key for people, right? Because they don't want to pay like 407 tolls, mainly. I think it, well, the speculation is that it's to get them out of everything. I mean, I think if this person has a nice Porsche Panamera like that, they're probably into driving fast. So I'm going to guess that they would like it for things like speed traps, speed traps, speed cameras, red light cameras, that sort of thing. Now, I think if you're trying to get around the law by covering up your plate so you can speed through a school zone, you're a piece of shit. You, You really are. If you're using it to get on and off the 407 without having to pay extortionate amounts, it's kind of a victimless <laughs> crime to me. I, I get that there's a victim, but I don't know who they are. I don't know who owns the 407. I don't know why we as taxpayers are paying to use the 407. I think it's ridiculous. So I kind of don't blame them. And there's, again, there's, so when we talked about this earlier, a lot of texts from people saying, yep, I do it or do similar when I'm going to take the 407 because F them. That was the general consensus from people who did know a lot about this. And of course, if you don't know about it, then you've never done it anyway. Like for me, it's not in my wheelhouse of things that I know because I, I wouldn't do it to my vehicle. I just wouldn't. Like if you had the ability to do it, doesn't that make you kind of a target anyway? Like doesn't that make cops take a second look at you if you even have it? Because it's not illegal to have one. It's illegal to use one. Right. Know what I mean? So if I had that on my car, let's say, and I'm driving down the street, but I'm not using it, I'm not flipping my plate. I'm keeping it as is. It's not like they could They could pull me over and play some games, I suppose. Sure. But they couldn't charge me with anything. Unless you're actually covering or obstructing your plate, then you haven't really committed a crime. The fact that you have the ability to do it, I think it's kind of gray area, but I think the cop would probably let you go with a warning if Mm. you've got it, but you were not using it at the time. They haven't made the technology illegal. And and frankly, I'm glad they haven't. Like I said, if you just want to speed through a school zone and not get caught, diabolical. 
The 407 one, though, I mean, let me put it in perspective. You can drive the entire width of New York State, and they've got the, I believe it's the I-90, the throughway. It's a toll road. You can drive from Buffalo all the way out past Albany, almost to the Massachusetts border. It'll cost you about $12 in tolls. That's about six hours of driving, by the way. That's a long drive. Mm. 15 to 20 bucks in tolls, no more than 20 bucks. If you take the 407 from where it begins in Burlington out to where it ends in basically Peterborough, what are we talking there? Like an hour and 20 minute drive? It'll cost you about $80 one way. I feel like it was even more than that too when I took it. I hopped on in Milton once and ended up in Markham. I feel like it was even more than that. Hey, listen, we should have never sold the 407. I understand why we did, but we should have never sold it. Now we're in a position where we can afford to buy it back as long as we don't build that highway through the green belt there in, in Halton Hills and Aaron and Caledon. Mm-hmm. If we stopped building that, took the money and bought back the 407 and made the 407 free, we would have very little use for these things that conceal your license yeah. plate. But when the cost of everything is going through the roof, we know the police are not there patrolling the on and off ramps of the 407 on any sort of a consistent basis. I don't blame people for wanting to get away with it. It's one thing to charge tolls. It's another thing to charge tolls that are completely out of the stratosphere in cost so that regular people can't use it. We're supposed to want to get these people moving and they can't get moving because the cost would be backbreaking to use it every day. I think the only people using it are rich people and those who have a company company transponder aren't they yeah or in a pinch like that's me I'm just in a pinch that's it like I don't want to be too late I'm gonna use it and you know let's just stay on the 407 for a sec you got to pay that monthly lease for a transponder and if you don't pay their monthly lease then you get jammed with these video toll charges just for getting on and off because they had to use some technology to scan your plate Fuck it. I don't blame people for wanting to get around that. And if that's what people are using these license plate readers for, really all I want to know is where do I get one and how quickly can I get it installed? <laughs> well, and by the way, pretty quickly is the answer. And I'm not, not that expensive. I'm not the guy who's running around looking for different laws to break. But right is right and wrong is wrong. And what's wrong is what the province is doing to us with the 407. So I think that... Uh, They could make this all go away if we would do things properly, buy it back, and make it free. However, if they're not going to do that, then I guess they kind of have to be prepared for people buying license plate concealing technology. Would you get one if I said, hey, listen, I'll get it installed. No one will know it's there. Use it if you need it. But if you don't need it, don't use it. I don't know. Again, I just feel like I'd be a target even if I'm not using it because you'd be able to tell you have it, the ability to to do it, right? Yeah, maybe, maybe. I don't know. I'm kind of curious. I'm going to call a couple of cop friends of mine and see if they care because I have a feeling they don't care. When they're not in a police car, they drive a regular car and the 407 costs them money too. So (laughs) you might be surprised at who's actually got one, but I'd never heard of it before yesterday. Let's talk about the internet. Meta Canada, that is the parent company of Facebook and Instagram, admitted yesterday to a House of Commons Heritage Committee They have a team that's actively working right now to block Canadians from seeing certain news stories on Facebook and Insta. This is in anticipation of Bill C-18 passing. Man, the federal government doesn't give up, eh? They have no quit. They tried it with the online censorship bill and the whole thing got stalled because people were all outrageous. And now they've tried to slide it back in again, hoping we won't notice. They did the same thing with the gun laws. So this bill C-18 
for those who don't know, I, I tried to find a really good, concise description of what it is, and yeah. I think this one works. Bill C-18 is legislation that would force tech companies like Google and Meta to negotiate compensation deals with news organizations for posting or linking to their work. The federal government has said the bill will help Canadian news in those in the Canadian news industry, which has seen large amounts of advertising revenue migrate to the online platforms like Google and Facebook. So basically, here's this thing. I'm online and I see a news story about license plate concealers. And I think everybody should know about this. I'm going to post it on Facebook. This bill would require Facebook because I linked to a news story. Let's say it's a global news story because I linked to it on Facebook. Facebook would then have to pay to use that story, even though it's not their story. It would be the news outlet story. They're just providing a link. And, and the government thinks, well, this is a real easy way to make sure that, that the news companies get compensated and we don't have to compensate them anymore. Or what was more likely to happen all along, and sure enough is happening, is the social media companies are going to say, well, then fuck it. There's no links. We're not paying because one of our users posted a link to a story on our platform. I don't blame them for not wanting to do this because it's crazy. Now, global is a good example. That's Our parent company owns Mm -hmm. Global as well. I don't think we asked for this. I don't think any of the news organizations, Global, CTV, City, anybody, I don't think anybody was running to Ottawa saying, oh, fucking Facebook keeps linking to our stuff and they're not paying us for it. They were thanking Facebook because it gets them more hits, which they monetize on their own site. Yeah, they monetize it in many different ways, whether that means uh, deals for their websites, whether that means Google ads, uh, any number of reasons. I just isn't this opening like a can of worms, too, because I mean, you could. So we're talking about news outlets as an example, but it's any number of content. Like we're all content creators on social media. Yep. Like I create content for uh, all the platforms I'm on. When you go on, you're creating content for that platform, too. Like, where does it really end? I mean, sure, yes, there's a team of people who are paid by these companies to create the stories and put them out there. But regardless, it's still taking other people time and effort to create content. Maybe they're YouTubers and they're sharing their YouTube video. That's all their hard work. So it's kind of it's kind of messed up to me. Like, where does it end? Well, I think the reason that people have a little bit of PTSD about this topic in particular is because we all saw during COVID how much certain stories got suppressed and how much certain news got suppressed. And, and that was because at the time it was labeled misinformation. Well, now we've got these social media companies that are actually warning us. We're going to start again filtering the stories that do and don't get hits, the ones that do and don't get seen. We're going to start taking a lot of that shit out. And my question is, are you taking it all out arbitrary across the board? You just can't get news on Facebook and Instagram? Or are you going to selectively take out the stories that you don't like? That's what I'm wondering. Because when we get part of the story, but not the whole story, we become very misinformed. And I think Canadians are afraid of that. And Canadians have every right to be afraid of that. We should know whatever it is we want access to know. And that's all there is to it. The social media companies who have been pretty good at at giving us a platform to share these stories, they don't want to have to pay for that. They've never had to pay for it till now. Why should they have to start now? And I don't blame them for asking that. I, I really don't know why the government is insistent on pushing this bill through because I don't know a single person that likes it.
Yeah, I'm not sure. I, I don't understand where they're coming from here either. And like I said, it just kind of opens the door to other things. And, and it's confusing. There just does really seem to be a push. It's not just in Canada. It's also happening with our allied countries. There's certain agenda items that are getting rammed through in every country. Gun control bills. Countries that didn't have a gun problem are having gun control forced upon them. Online censorship to combat misinformation and things like that. They're having these things forced on them. It's like there's a big playbook that all the different governments have to follow. And it's it's very confusing, but I think the average person sees through it and realizes something's up here. And this, it smells. It smells really bad. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Uh, for our listeners in Kitchener, the transit strike, one step closer to being over. Apparently, the union and the region have reached a deal, but the workers still need to ratify it. They've already rejected one deal. I don't know what's going to happen, but they're voting today. Okay. If they agree, buses will start rolling again on Thursday. Why? The way it usually works with an agreement is... Well, two different ways. As soon as the workers ratify it, bam, you're back on the job. We saw it with uh, the Public Service Alliance last week. And then there's those who will say, you know what? The union has accepted an offer. Workers will go back to work now pending ratification. If they don't ratify the deal, then they go back on strike. This is a weird one to want to take an extra two days to go back to work. I have a feeling it has to do with the actual transportation, though. Those buses haven't been running for a while. You have to make sure that it's safe. Yeah, but still, they have to go through the due diligence of making sure that every single bus and piece of transit that they own and that they operate and that they haven't been operating because of the strike is good. Because if, God forbid, something happened, then they would be looked at as, well, you guys came back to work way too soon and this bus is fact, like whatever it might be. So I have a feeling it has to do with that. I I, I don't know for sure, but that's just a guess. I just can't imagine anybody saying you guys came back too soon. I mean, there's a lot of people that rely on that transit system and they don't have access to it right now. I would think job one is get back to work and, and if there's something small in this agreement that you don't like, we can figure it out. But they've got to get people moving again. Uh, along the same lines, though, Pearson Airport made a big announcement yesterday, Kat. They've hired... 130 new staff to help with critical areas like busing and baggage handling in an effort to reduce travel chaos this summer. Good, because we went through a lot of seasons of shit for a while. It was the worst airport on earth two years in a row. 130 people should turn things around, though. I mean, are we optimistic? I'm never optimistic because I feel like the bar is always being raised. If you, if Pearson came out and said, you know what, we figured out a way that everybody on a flight 
will have their bag in their hands within half an hour of landing. People would start bitching. Why half an hour? Why can't I have it in 15 minutes? What takes so long? People want their shit and they want to get going, especially at the airport. Now, I'm not justifying what happened last year and the year before that, but I don't know that this is going to create the magic solution that everybody thinks it will. One thing that I am optimistic about is a good use of technology. They say they've got an upgraded baggage system now that relies on AI technology designed to anticipate overloading and detect potential breakdowns before they happen. In other words, that does help. Yeah. So they've got this AI technology that'll say, okay, we've got five different planes landing. Oh, but three of those are big, massive 777s or they're those big Emirates flights that have got double the number of passengers that an incoming flight from Ottawa would have. They can anticipate, okay, don't put this plane on that baggage, uh, whatever they call it, where let's, your bags Yeah, come let's off maintain of. that first. Let's check with maintenance on that, and then we'll put it on this one because this one works. Sure, that all those things save people time. Yeah, I mean, right now, just anticipating, okay, we got five planes coming in in the next 20 minutes, uh, carousel one, two, and three. Maybe it's not a good idea to have plane one and plane three on carousel one because they were two jumbo jets, and that's a lot of fucking luggage to unload. So the fact that they're using AI for that, fantastic news. Now some Except for the person who lost whatever job that was. <laughs> is that a job? I don't know. Well, but... they screwed it up anyway for two years. Well, this is the thing, right? Uh, the Solicitor General's office, which I thought this was kind of weird that they were the ones to confirm it, but it's real sad news. A beluga whale and a bottlenose dolphin at Marineland have died. It happened last week. These deaths come just two months after Kiska, Canada's last remaining captive killer whale, died at the park as well. Ontario's Animal Welfare Services team of anti-cruelty officers has been engaged in an active inspection of marine land for the past three years. Here's my question to you. If there's enough there to justify an ongoing three-year investigation, and we know that they've had to move some animals out. Mm -hmm. We know they've had some animals die, including Kiska two months ago, and now a dolphin and a beluga in the same week. Why is it still open? I can't for the life of me understand. I'm confused. And who is going to it? Is it just, is it cheap now? Is that why? Like, who's going? American tourists, maybe? I don't, I, yeah, I'm trying to figure out who, who, I'm trying to figure it out because everyone I know avoids that place. And I, to the point where I truly for a while thought, is it even open anymore? There was actually a time in my mind not long ago where I thought, I haven't heard much about it. It's probably closed. And then you hear something like that. Like, why, why, why haven't we closed it? But we've talked about this place before, though. I'm sick of talking about it countless times for this reason. Get every Single animal it's in there, because I know it's not just marine life, too. They've got that poor pile of deers in there in the middle of the over <laughs> overgrown forest portion of it. At least they did the last time I remember going. It just looks, it's just a sad space. Get them all out safely and then put condos up or some shit. Like, honestly. I haven't been there in over 10 years, but when I did go, I noticed a couple of things. It was kind of falling apart a little bit. Like, you know, the fences and and all the different things. They all needed to be painted and upgraded and stuff. The animal enclosures, though, they seem fine. And not that I'm advocating going to Marine Land by any means. I don't really care one way or the other. I just think that if they're going to be open and they're going to be available to the public and they want 
want to try and claim, which they do want to claim, that they're an educational source, then a lot of work needs to be done here. And, and job one is to start taking care of these animals so they don't die. The fact that we've had a killer whale, an orca, two months ago, now a dolphin and another whale die is crazy to me. They're not allowed to have new um, new. I guess anything in there are they? I don't. Like, think I heard so. that they're not. They're not allowed to at all. Well, so whatever's there is basically left there to die. Well, we keep changing the laws, and I think it's particularly to mess with them. Things like all of a sudden it's illegal to own an orca. I mean, common sense says no. The average person shouldn't own an orca. But if you've got a marine facility like this, I would have thought it was okay. But they actually said no. Fuck it, you can't. And that was a big blow mm-hmm. to marine land. Uh, same thing with the belugas and things like that. I remember it was such a huge deal when they got beluga whales because until then they'd only ever had the killer whales and and now one of them died. And I'm thinking if this is going to keep going on and we actually have teams on the ground inspecting them and they've been doing their job there for three years, how have we not produced something that says either they're good to go or they're good to go as long as they do X and Y or shut them down, shut them down. Are, are we just looking for other places to send the animals that are there? I don't know. If that's the case, I understand, but I just don't see how this should be open as a tourist attraction right now. So I've been to the Toronto Zoo more recently than Marineland, which I can't even remember the last time I went. I just remember it being a really sad situation for me going there. But the, the zoo does it so differently. What what do they have there then? They must not have orcas because they can't or are they grandfathered in with an orca there? Uh, I you, know they have some marine life. Yeah, they do have some. And I mean, Ripley's has got a ton yeah, of, of marine life. Yeah, I don't, of course. I don't know that they have any mammals though, but do so, they? I don't think so. I'm trying to think. I don't think so. Well, listen, I, I think that if you use the two extremes, and I'm going to use these as extremes, you've got marine land on one side where these animals keep dying. And you've got Ripley's on the other side, which is a worldwide recognized facility for the care that they put into animals. There has to be a way to bring marine land up to Ripley's standards or shut them down. Mm -hmm. We can't have these beautiful and in some cases endangered animals dying in captivity completely alone and suffering. It's It's just, it's not okay. It just makes me sad. Uh... It's Teacher Appreciation Week. Ah, I didn't know that because I remember hearing it was Nurses Appreciation Week, isn't it? It's both, isn't it? It's both. Yeah, I mean, it was Principal's Day the other day, and then it was Teacher's Day after that, and overall, it is Teacher's Week. I don't think that the average person who doesn't have kids really has a grasp on what's going on in schools. But nearest I can tell, it's a total shit show in some places. And and I won't get too far into the details, but I did find one teacher example. There's a new one every day. Cell phone footage captures the shocking incident at Antioch High School, just outside of Nashville, as a student pepper sprayed her teacher what? twice in the classroom because the teacher confiscated their cell phone. Oh, my God. Gosh. Kid went off the deep end. No, no, you can't have my phone. And actually fucking pepper sprayed a teacher. Oh my gosh. You know, that's just some of the shit that they deal with on a day-to-day basis. Teachers deal with all kinds of terrible shit on a day-to-day basis. Somebody actually had a really unique idea. Hey, instead of just having Teacher Appreciation Week and and people do with that what they will, uh, I'll go and buy a gift card or I'll go get a new mug. Why don't we ask teachers what teachers would like for National Appreciation Week? They surveyed 1,000 educators. 75% say they'd love to have any appreciation shown 
in the form of a gift card. Gift card. That's my go-to. I, I don't, I, I mentioned this on the radio today and it occurred to me, I don't think I've ever told anyone this uh, in a broadcast setting, but my girlfriend is a school principal. And number one, it shocks me how many people give gifts to the principal. Every year around Christmas and at the end of the school year, she's got a stack of gift cards that she comes home with just from kids who are appreciative that they didn't get suspended or fail. Well, the parents of the kids are appreciative that they didn't get suspended or fail. Let's be honest. Well, you're very right about that. But, um... I, when it comes to the teachers and the gift cards, I get it. The thing is, they get a lot of them. Can you have too many gift cards? Because I feel like that's <laughs> no. something that just pile them on Listen, and make it rain. I, I appreciate the honesty here, too. So I have teacher friends, uh, a lot of teacher friends. And I by that, I mean I have friends who are ECE. I have a couple of grade school teacher friends. And then, of course, I have my own kids, teachers and ECEs. I will ask them what they want. And I appreciate the honesty. One of them, for example, it was Christmas. I'm like, listen, I don't want to get you something dumb. I, I can't tell if you're a coffee drinker or not. So I'm not going to give you like a Starbucks card if you don't even want it. What do you want? She said, I don't know, like a Visa gift card would be nice. Fine. You got it. Great. Got her a Visa gift card. I, I don't, I like giving gift cards because then it gives them the opportunity to get whatever they want. And, and they have a lot of stuff. Maybe you do, uh, Partner that up with like a nice thing. If you got a little kid, right? Nice thing, that, nice little drawing that they made. But in, inside, include a little gift card for them. The principal, to be honest with you, I've never, I, I've never thought about giving the gift to the principal. But I'm still new in that whole school zone, right? And mm-hmm. my kids in in kindergarten. We had a new principal come in this year too, whom I've never even talked to. But I never thought about that. I guess that that's something to consider as well. Well, it just occurred to me that if she comes home with a stack like that, I can imagine how many the teachers get because I would think that they would be like job one and then the principal comes in second. But the other thing that came out of this that I thought was interesting was teachers said not only gift cards, They've set up Amazon wish lists specifically for parents like you who want to get them something they'd appreciate. So now certain teachers, you can go on Amazon and find their list and basically buy them something off the registry. I'm okay with that. I don't hate it. Because at the least, even if I don't buy you something directly off your registry, I get a feel for you, right? Like, oh, if you like that bracelet, oh, you're probably going to like this one that I saw. And I'll surprise you with something that's similar to it. Or holy cow, like one of one of my uh, daughter's ECEs. Oh, like she likes cheetah print a lot. Okay, that's good to know. I'm going to get her something. You know what I mean? Like all of those things that are at least going to help you out. And again, these are optional things because I know you know what's happening right now. There's people listening going, must be nice for people. Like not everybody can do it. And and teachers know that, by the way. they Teachers are... Some of the most understanding to that concept of not everybody can, because what they see on a day-to-day basis, it would actually probably break your heart, what they see on a day-to-day basis. Totally. In terms of what families can or cannot afford to do. So I feel like nobody should feel pressured to do it. But if you're able to do it, like I said, it doesn't even have to cost money, too. You can have your kid make something, and that's still a really sweet gesture. And if you can, then yeah, throw a couple of bucks at their their way. Even a Dollarama gift card goes far for teachers because they buy a lot of shit out of their own money. Well, that's the thing. They say when you go through these teacher wish lists that are already online, the vast majority of it is classroom supplies, stuff that they would typically have to purchase out of their own pocket. And that's heartbreaking. 57% of teachers say the number one supply they're always running out of is... Writing utensils, okay. pens, pencils, crayons, markers, that sort of thing. I like thing. that. That's a nice little donation too, right? It's a donation slash gift that you can give. I hate that in a province this rich, the teachers have to dip into their own pocket to pay for classroom supplies. Yeah, and they do. 
It's crazy to me yeah. that that happens. Yeah. I mean, think about all the dumb shit we spend money on. How many millions of dollars are we spending to rename Dundas Street? Yeah. You know? And I mean, I get that that's municipal, not provincial. But I mean, that's just an example of the dumb stuff that our governments waste our money on. And yet we've got teachers having to dip into their own savings account to buy supplies for a classroom. That's wrong. It should it's never wrong. happen that way. It's wrong. Yeah, I totally agree with you. Well, for what it's worth, it is Teacher Appreciation Week. And if you want to do something nice for your teacher, have at it. CKE Restaurant Holdings is the parent company of Carl's Jr. and Hardee's, American fast food. They're going to be implementing artificial intelligence in their drive throughs as a trial to enhance the efficiency and accuracy of the drive through They've partnered with an AI firm to automate voice ordering at drive through locations across America. Ah. The partnership aims to improve the ordering experience, reduce wait times, and generate higher revenue for the chains while also assisting them in managing staff shortages. In other words, that time-honored tradition that many teenagers have gone through of working the drive through at a fast food restaurant, that job is about to be gone forever. And if I know anything about AI and how this works, it'll likely be Cat's voice that you're ordering to. <laughs> you Hi, what know. would you like today? What can I get you? <laughs> I uh, I could see that. Yes, I, I that doesn't surprise me at all. Is someone on the other end though reading it and actually putting the order together though? Right? No. So Not it'll at all? be Hi, welcome to Hardy's. What would you like to order? And it understands right. things like oh, I need a minute because that's the thing, yeah. right? Oh fuck, I didn't know I was going to go through a drive-through. I'm not ready. <laughs> <laughs> like as if I'm not the one that just drove here. Yeah, like that. Oh, I need a few minutes. Why? You had you didn't need to get in the drive-thru if you didn't know. But anyway, that's for another day. So it knows that. It knows uh, order modifications. It can ask you follow-up questions to clarify. And mm -hmm. it's writing code in the background oh, as it's doing it. smart. I mean, the technology is so smart now, especially with AI. But then it also inputs your order in a clear, concise way for the kitchen so they can make your order properly. And then the food goes out to the person in the window. Mm -hmm. Great. If it improves things and it saves the restaurant money, thus making them a little more profitable, and it speeds things up, giddy up. This is like the, the holy grail of AI use. I mean, how at a certain point are we nervous about the jobs, though? Not really. I mean, I mean, nobody wants to do them. I mean, except for kids. But that's what I mean. Like, you got to start somewhere. Well, how many of these entry-level positions of any kind, part-time or, or not, are we going to take over with robots? And I know this has been a fear for many years, and we've automated things for many years. It's not like this is something brand new. But in this capacity, in the restaurant capacity, I feel like you have to work your way up. And now it's like, it's not even like as a manager, you could have said, I started at the drive-thru. Like, there's going to be shit robots picking up garbage outside the place soon, too. That, that would that be good. Be a There's job. a lot of garbage you know later around. You what you have to learn? You're going to pick up those cigarette butts yourself, kid. Learn. <laughs> yes, it's very, very true. Uh, I think this is a good step forward. If it actually works, that's great. Cool, yeah, that's great. And that's the way we're going, right? Whether we like it or not. So. Speaking of food, I got a couple of different food news things. Uh, number one, McDonald's in America's got it, and they say Canada's getting it in the next few weeks. Tell me if this will be popular. Chocolate chip cookie dough McFlurry. Uh, is it going to be as good as the Blizzard? Everyone needs to know, right? Probably. Because we compare. That's what we do here. We've got the Blizzard. And it's been a perfectly good Blizzard for many, 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 many years. So in order for McDonald's to bring that to Canada, you got to make it good.
Burger King is getting in on the Spider-Man. Welcome to the Spider-Verse. Is that what it's called? Cool. Spider-Verse? Yeah. 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 They're getting in on that with a Spider-Man Whopper launching next week. Cool. It's a regular Whopper, but the bun is going to be red and black, and it'll have black sesame seeds. Okay. KFC getting in on the Mother's Day thing. KFC figures your mom wants a bone for Mother's Day. Bone-in bucket chicken. You can order that for mom, and if you do, you'll get an order of nuggets free. It's not even for mom. Like, stop. People are going there and ordering that and not even giving it to mom. It's not a Mother's Day gift. It's just a promo. It's just a promo. It's just a promo. You're absolutely right. Absolutely. Mom wants a bucket of chicken. No, you want a bucket of chicken. No, mom doesn't fucking want a bucket You're getting a bucket of chicken, and you're eating it by yourself. And then you're going to buy your mom a gift card somewhere else. Newsflash, if mom did want chicken, it sure as shit wouldn't be KFC. <laughs> no, you better treat her to something a little. Like boneless, skinless, and nicely cooked. At a restaurant with a plate with asparagus on the side and shit like that. Finally, it's kind of funny around here. We, um, we work on what you would call the top 40 side yeah. of the company because there's a whole network of radio stations under the chorus umbrella. And some of them play the top 40 music like you hear Kat and I play on the radio. The other side of it is rock, and we've got a lot of rock stations, and a whole bunch of people from our rock station side went to a Megadeth concert last <laughs> night, and, and one of the guys asked me, he's like, hey, you want to come to Megadeth? We got a suite. It's going to be great, and I thought, Megadeth? Are you fucking high? No, I don't want to go to a Megadeth concert. I couldn't even tell you a single Megadeth song. But these guys were pumped up like like teenagers would be pumped up that that Harry Styles or Niall Horan was doing a well, concert. Well, that's the thing is, I gave them the same face that they gave me when I asked them to go see Niall Horan last week. They're like, what the fuck is that? <laughs> they don't know what that is. I don't even... I gotta listen to some of this. I'm, I've never heard Megadeth in my life. I'll be honest with you. What do I do at that concert? Like, do are you I, supposed like, to dance when that's on? Am I bopping? Sounds like Lionel Richie at the coronation. Actually, this isn't bad, though. This is good. They're not young, though, eh? Like, they've been around a long time, I assume. But this is what I don't understand about the rock concert. If it's like a, a heavy metal act, which I'm led to believe these people are, like, isn't that where the mosh pits start and stuff? And if you're not in the pit, do you just, like, start... Like punching people around you and throwing shit I think, around? I think it's like kind of like a festival, okay? Because you're familiar with the festivals. Yeah. That's what we do. <laughs> we do the festivals. They do the Megadeth mosh pits. But if you don't yeah, want to be we'll involved. We'll be if you're looking yeah, for Yeah, like, <laughs> if you don't want to be hands in the air, possibly getting a kick to the face from Steve Aoki, you, you're just in the back. You're just in the back. You just listen to the beat. You let the beat drop. You fucking fist pump the air and all that shit. For them, it's a little more like, ah, you just, I feel like I would have a really big headache. I mean, no matter what, at a concert, usually I have a headache, but this one would take the cake, man. It must have been fucking loud because these people that are here that went to that Megadeth oh, concert last them. night, some of them look like they got hit by a truck. <laughs> and then they're going, what? How was the what? The, the Megadeth. The what? <laughs> the concert. The show. There's no snow. <laughs> no, the show. You never mind. I'll talk to you tomorrow. We gotta go, everybody. Have a great day. Thanks for checking out After Nine. There's another episode coming tomorrow. Bye.